This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's that at the foot of my bed? It's spooky and kooky. I'm pretty sure it's dead. It's coming this way. Hey, boo. It's me, Roz. Oh, wow. Okay, this is a big deal for me. I got to talk to the man who is responsible for giving us celebrity ghost stories. Now, I I don't even know what to say in this intro because we talk about my relationship with that show a bit. I mean, it's truly my favorite show ever. I love it so much. It's come up definitely more than any other TV show on this podcast over the years. I'm I'm constantly referencing it, I feel. Um, so, yeah, to get, to get reached out to by the man himself, Seth Jarrett... Um, he contacted me and he is such a delight. It is so inspiring to hear somebody that is just enthusiastic and has such a great sense of humor and loves what he's created. And I, I just, I don't know, I'm inspired by him. He just is such a great, cool guy. And I made a new friend, guys. I'm excited about that. So this is going to be a two-parter. We cover a lot of different stuff. So let's just get into part one. And I guess that's about it from me for now. So I'll talk to you later. Here's part one of me with Seth Jarrett, the creator of Celebrity Ghost Stories. On with the show. Oh, my God. You guys, let me tell you a little story real quick. I was having a, a Christmas. It wasn't the best Christmas I've ever had. It was a it was just a Christmas. It was whatever. And then later on at nighttime, I checked my email, ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. Maybe, I don't know, a listener wanted to send me something. I, I just wanted to see what was on there. And I did have one email, and it had the subject line, Celebrity Ghost Stories. And I've gotten that kind of email many times. It's usually someone that is saying something like, did you know there's an episode where Lisa Rinna has a lesbian ghost? And I'm like, (laughs) yes, of course I knew that. I've seen it a billion times. Well, this one, this email was a special one. Because this email was from 
the man who created and executive produced my favorite TV show of all time, and he is here right now to talk to me all about it. Hello, Seth Jarrett. Hello, Roz. And if I ever needed an ego boost, that was it. Thank you. (laughs) I have talked so many times. Uh, Every time people interview me about my podcast, which I've done for four years now, they, they will say, how did you come up with the idea to do your podcast? And I pretty much, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons why, but I often will tell people it's because my favorite TV show of all time was Celebrity Ghost Stories, and I loved hearing celebrities tell their stories, and then the show wasn't on, and I was like, I want to talk to celebrities about ghost stories myself. (laughs) So it is truly, like, a a huge inspiration to me. It's it's by far my favorite show ever, and thank you for creating it. I I have so many questions. That is so amazing to hear, and I I really, I have to thank you because you have, I, I just, I discovered your podcast about three or four months ago. Truth be told, I'm not the biggest podcaster just because I'm sort of old school TV producer and I've been doing this so long, but, but I stumbled across the podcast and I have to say you have, you have rekindled, what's the right word? Rekindled, reignited my love for this show, my show that, that I created. I mean, at this point it has to be 14, almost 15 years since the pilot, but you have, you know, when you do what I do, you never want to be that person, like the high school quarterback who like for 30 years only talks about that. Like (laughs) still wear your Jersey. Yeah. Like that. Remember that game when we, when I threw it, like, you know, in what I do in in TV producing and creating shows, you, you kind of, you have to just keep going and keep going and keep creating new things. And you don't want to get too stuck. And so it was a while since I've thought about the show, even though I've I've loved the show, and it was really the first show that that we did that kind of brought us a certain amount of success and 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 put us on the map. But I, you know, it's been a while, and you rekindled that love. I mean, listening to how passionate you were, you are, and <laughs> and and going and listening to some of the interviews you've done, and, and I I love the episodes where maybe I don't know if you've done this once or multiple times where you actually watch the 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 segment with the celebrity and you talk <laughs> yes. I mean that literally is like the greatest that, that it just it it, cal- it calms me honestly so so uh, thank you so much for doing this for doing what you do and and just talking about the show and and it, I'm just so excited that that you have a love for the show it really really well, the good year. news is people can listen, can watch the show on all different kinds of platforms to this day. And it, I, one thing I always say about my podcast is go, a good ghost story does not have a shelf life. Right. So you could go back and watch something if it was 15 years ago, and it will still be an amazing ghost story. And the show is well produced and actually terrifying and (laughs) fun to watch for so many different reasons. That was the goal. And there's a lot of people that 
did your show that are no longer with us, which is like really incredible to see as well. A lot of people. That's mm-hmm. Sadly, sadly. I mean, I literally, I think about it so much that I made a list. Um, oh, okay. And obviously you could Google it, but... You know, Rue McClanahan, one of the Golden Girls, obviously, Joan Rivers, David Carradine, Carrie Fisher, one of my favorites, Aaron Carter, who only recently passed away, Valerie Harper, Alan Thicke. I mean, it's like it's it's crazy. And there's definitely a you know, the longer that since the show started, there is definitely sort of a mythology that has been created in terms of who was on the show and untimely deaths. Clearly, some of these celebrities were in their golden years. So it's not incredibly surprising, but I would, I have to believe at this point, as scary as it sounds, maybe a quarter of our guests are no longer with us. I mean, that's, oh my God. that's really terrifying. What did you do? What did <laughs> I you create? I, I know. Is and I cursed? did, I didn't do, I will tell you, um, <laughs> I, Probably did we we had about somewhere between 350 and 400 celebrities on the wow. show over the course of the hundred or so episodes, and I did probably the first 150 interviews, and then um, our team just grew a little bit, and and A and E and and the Bio Channel who first aired it they wanted more and more episodes, so I had to bring on a bigger team. Um, so other people stepped in, but I, I did probably about the first 140, 150. So a lot. Yes. I did the interviews, um, with a lot of those people, including David Carradine, who passed away within only a month or two of our interview. Wow. And I don't know if you, you probably know, Roz, you know, that the story with David Carradine is one of the creepier ones because the story that he tells in Celebrity Ghost Stories is eerily, uh, what's the word, it is eerily connected to how he actually died and that the story that he told is that an old friend um, came back to him and communicated to him through um ties like neckties messages that Mm. he he would send through these neckties that would mysteriously appear in his closet and he essentially died in a in a hotel i believe in thailand um strangulated by by ropes or by ties in a in a closet Mm mm-hmm um, and so yep, that's it's always, coming back to me. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I'm remembering the details. There's a there's a lot of those. So yeah, so um, a sad fact of the show is a lot of people are no longer um, with us, um, but they told amazing stories. Um, that something like that happened. Well, Tyler Henry, the uh, Hollywood yeah. medium, he was interviewing Alan Thicke, or he was giving him a reading, and he was like. Uh, you got to get your heart checked out. And then he passed of a heart, I think a heart attack, um, just like a little bit later. (laughs) Oh, he was on the show. Did you ever have Alan Thicke? Yes. Oh Uh, my God. He was on the show. (sighs) I know. Okay. So I don't know where to start with these questions I have for you. (laughs) 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Okay, let's just go back to, like, origin of the show. So you're working in TV. You're producing shows. How'd you get this idea? All right. So we were in um, A&E Networks. And we were pitching, I don't even remember what show it was, you know, with what we do. We are, we're constantly pitching shows and we're in pitch meetings and, and we're pitching a show to them. And I don't remember what it was, but it must not have been that good because they they didn't want it. And as we were leaving the pitch meeting, we said to them, which what you always ask, which is like, all right, well, that didn't work. So what what can we bring you? What are, What are you looking for? And they said, well, celebrities are doing really well on our air. And also, they, they just had come out with a show, Paranormal State. Yes. And they said, so Paranormal, I think, is doing well. So if you could pitch us one of those things, something with celebrities or something in the paranormal genre, then we'll consider it. So I didn't even, you know, we weren't even thinking you know, about anything. And we were in a taxi. This is before Uber. We were in an actual yellow taxi and and going back to our office. And it was just like, it was that light bulb moment, right? That you just, that you hope just hits a couple of times in your life. And it was just like, oh my God, celebrities and ghosts and paranormal. What if you combine them? And we got back to our office and we literally called the same executive who we were just meeting with. And we said, what about a show called Celebrity Ghost Story. I don't even think we said that was the name. It was just, it just kind of flowed out. What about Celebrity <laughs> Ghost Stories, you know? And, you know, now, obviously, people are much, much more open to the idea, and celebrities are open with their experiences. But 15 years ago, it was a, it was a real taboo. I mean, people did not talk about it. Obviously, there mm-hmm. were psychic mediums, but even them, like, few and far between, you know, in, in terms of the ones that you considered... Legit. So right on the phone, this um, development executive, I'll give him a shout out. His name's Tom Moody. He's still at A&E. He said, if you could book four celebrities, we'll give you the money to do a pilot. And we hung up the phone and it was the whole thing literally happened in like 20 minutes from like getting out of the meeting, getting in the taxi, getting back to the office. And so we hung up the phone. And of course, then we were like, oh, fuck, how do we book four celebrities who, who are going to tell ghost? Like, do celebrities even have ghost stories? I don't know. I just thought it was a good mesh of those two genres. Um, 
Luckily, we had just finished a show with Gina Gershon called Rocked with Gina Gershon. I actually remember that because wasn't that in association with the movie Pray for Rock and Roll? It, that is exactly right. So in that movie, Pray for Rock and Roll, she played sort of an aging rock star. And she, to promote the movie, she actually formed a band and went out on the road as a rock and roll star to promote the movie. I remember this like it was yesterday. That's I love that movie. That's yeah. another movie that I'm always telling people about. And I've I don't know. I I think within the past year, I've tried to find the show that you that you did because I'm like I need more of Gina Gershon as a rock star. I I'm I mean she is like she's like the permanent rock star. You know, um, I I will send you it. So we did six okay. episodes. <laughs> called Rocked with Gina Gershon, and it was basically like a rock and roll tour documentary um, that was in some ways one of the first sort of celebrity reality shows, even though we, we it was more of like we called it a documentary because it was for IFC, Independent Film Channel, so uh-huh. it had to, you know, just feel a little bit more legit, but it was really a reality show with her, and and she was amazing. Um, and so we had just finished that show and someone that I worked with remembered that she once told a ghost story like on the bus or behind the scenes or something. So we were like, oh, well, let's call Gina. And we called her and we were really nervous that she was going to be like, you know, get off the phone. This is the stupidest ask I've ever gotten in my life. And she just started spewing ghost stories. She was like, oh, my God, I love that. I, I was terrifying. I had a story in my New York City apartment. I I was haunted when I went to Emerson College up in Boston. She just she just kept going and going. You're like, oh, my God, a few episodes we could get yeah, out of you. Exactly. Jackpot. And, and well, so, I find that yeah. celebrities love to talk about these stories a lot of times because yeah. – they're so used to telling the same damn stories about how they started and, you know, their first movie role and what's this celebrity like and whatever. So when they get to talk about right. something they've never told, it's it's a really fun excitement that comes out of them. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the key to the the success of the whole series was that the show was also never just about their ghost stories, right? It was always paranormal experiences often get very personal get very emotional. Mm-hmm. They're, they're often very tied into other experiences in their life that either caused their paranormal experience or the paranormal experience caused this other thing in their life, whatever it is. So my favorite parts of a lot of the stories have always been hearing that backstory that uh, that you don't hear, you know, if someone's on a late night talk show or on the view or, or whatever it is. So I, I, I love that stuff. And I agree. I mean, I, I think that so many celebrities have told stories on our show, ghost and non ghost stories that have never, that they've never told anywhere else still to this day. And that, that was always a fun part for me. Now, let me ask you this in the, in the, those 20 minutes from the pitch meeting yeah. to coming up with celebrity ghost stories, is there a reason that you didn't go, why don't we have a bunch of celebrities go ghost hunting? <laughs> I, I'll tell you, it was probably 
just because I was naive about the genre at that point. We had not done any paranormal. None. Mm -hmm. We had done... I, I started... Um, I spent 10 years at MTV before I started my own production company. So oh for, me, for me... What, like wait, my, what era? Uh, ni I don't want to... I, I guess I'll age myself. The, the 90s. I call the golden age. Wow. Real world. Road Real rules. world... I actually will say my personal claim to fame, although obviously I had nothing to do with it, was that two weeks after I started as a production assistant at MTV, they started playing the Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit music oh video. Oh, my God. And so that's, I really just aged myself. But um, so it was, a, it was a good time to be there. But the majority of what I did working at MTV was working with celebrities and rock stars mm -hmm. and actors. And, and so that was, that was a passion of mine, doing those interviews and sitting down with celebrities and getting them to give these, you know, in-depth and intimate, amazing interviews. That's just what I love. So when we had the chance to do the pilot, because, you know, the pilot, I mean, the whole show, let's be honest, could have gone in an extremely cheesy direction, right? I mean, it could have just been sort of a fun joke. And and so we always wanted the show to, to, to you know, we always said, let's make, sh let's make these short horror films rather than mm -hmm. these, you know, cheesy. And let's make these interviews, like, let's have people watch these interviews and walk away just feeling like they got to know a side of this celebrity that they would have never, you know, gotten to. So I had done so many interviews. I was passionate about. It. I kind of just knew how to do them and 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 kind of get celebrities to a place where they felt comfortable and you know just kind of forgot that they were being interviewed in the first place, which is really the key mm -hmm. to doing celebrity interviews. Um, and so and and just I mean to answer your question. I probably didn't even know that there were ghost hunter shows at that well, point. Well, I want to like, say you, I, you made the right decision because yes. what you decided to do and do the ghost stories, you're right. It totally showed us a whole other side of these people. Uh, it's so intimate. And even just the way that it's filmed with them so close to the camera, talking to the yeah. camera, it really feels like you're being you're being shown a side of these celebrities that you never heard. Yeah. And I'll tell you, and we did, um, you know, we spent a lot of time planning how we were going to do the interviews because again, we wanted them to be intimate. We wanted them to feel different. We, we, we did a lot of research on, you know, just how how serious documentarians did their interviews um, and, and kind of, you know, politely stole a, a lot of, you know, good tips from from people in that genre. Um, a lot of celebrities were really freaked out by the way that we did the interviews in that. Now, you can't see this when you watch the show, but obviously, you know, they're sitting in a stool that we're doing them in a studio. But they're wrapped full circle, 360, with um, black curtains. And we have the camera on the other side of the black curtain just peeking through enough so that we can get the shot. But the celebrity, see, these are things that I'll say now. I wouldn't have said them 15 years ago because I would have felt <laughs> like I'm giving away secrets. But now, now they're fun. Um, so the celebrity is literally in a black box and can That's... see can see nothing and cannot see who's interviewing them. 
Oh, wow. So they were you behind a curtain asking them questions? I and was behind them? a curtain. <laughs> it's like um, a confessional. Yeah, no, I mean, that was, we wanted just to block everything out, kind of un- unnerve them, but it was more just to put them back in that place. Because we realized very early on that the best stories and the best storytellers were the ones that we're telling the story not as if, oh, I'm looking back 30 years in the past. Obviously, most of the stories were the past to some degree. Some of them were, you know, decades before. But the best storytellers were the ones that could really put themselves back in that moment and tell it as if it was happening real time. Right. And and But some celebrities were, were really freaked out by the process. And it's funny because it was the ones that were just used to a different TV experience. So you have someone like, like Regis. Who is, oh, oh my God. The Whaley house story. The Whaley house. House. Yeah. San Diego. Yeah. And Joan Collins, like a lot of the classic TV stars who were very used to doing things in a certain way. And also were so good like, if you think about someone like a Joan Collins or a Regis or Morgan Fairchild, which I have a whole bunch of, you know, fun fun stories about, like, those people are so used to, they, they um, memorize their lines, they go out, they do it, they walk away, like, job done, right? Think about a Regis mm-hmm. who did an hour-long show for, you know, how many years? So not only are we putting them in this, like, black box where they can't actually see anyone, they can't see the camera except for this tiny little red light that's poking through, but now we're also having them tell their story multiple times so that we can change the framing of the camera because obviously sometimes we'd get in really close and and tight and intimate, and then we just wanted to make sure we got all the details. So it got to the point where... You know, a, a Regis after like 45 minutes would be like, all right, did you get it? You, you know, I, <laughs> you, you know, are we done? Seth, are we done? And I, I would say, uh, we have a couple more hours, Regis, but you're doing great. You're doing great. And, <laughs> and, and some of them really were uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, that's sometimes what made the story so good when you really felt that they, that they were authentic and they were reliving it. Well, and the cheesiest thing that I frequently say, but I believe it to be true, is that creative types and particularly actors, writers, they are storytellers. And like who who better do you, to tell a ghost story than people that do that for a living? Yeah. Look, that was a bonus, right? I mean, we had we had some of the best storytellers in the business come on and and, you know, relive their stories, but with their, their special storytelling sauce. And so some of them were magical. I mean, we, one of my, whenever I think about storytellers, I think about, um, you know, um, I think you pronounce it Mike Kelty Williamson, uh, who was Bubba Gump in, okay, okay. in Forrest Gump. If, 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 you, if you haven't seen that story in a while, go back. But he tells a story about this phone call that he got from his best friend from hell. Yes. Okay, <laughs> it's coming back to me now. Yes, yes, yes. Which, which was definitely a departure from our typical 
ghost story, right? It just, everything about it was a little bit different. You know, we never really kind of got into the hell part. We The stories never really got very religious, though, of course, a lot of ghost stories, you know, they're sort of religious adjacent, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but his was like, like full-on intense call from hell. But when you watch it, his storytelling, and I truly believe his story. I mean, I really, really do. You could just see it on his face. But he also tells the story in this ma- like in this magical way. It pulls you in. Anyone who has seen that remembers it. It's also one of those stories where, you know, I, we should make a movie about that story someday, <laughs> which I do feel about a lot of these. One, one, of, one of my life's dreams is to make at least one like full length feature celebrity ghost stories. Yeah, oh movie. my god. I just don't know Dream. I just don't know which story to pick cuz there's so many. Well, okay, I'll tell you some of my favorite ones. Okay. I do love I love Lisa Rinna's lesbian ghost story. Yeah. Um, I love, well, my idol, Cassandra Peterson, who I got to have on the show to oh. go more in depth about her story. Cause she had an incredible one because she just lived in this house that just had the most insane history. Yep. And um, I, I actually think that my, my favorite one that keeps me up at night and I think about it all the time. Well, there's okay, there's two that I think were really good. Okay. Laura Prepon, I th- yeah, or however you I say did that name. interview. Oh my god, who people would know from that '70s show and Orange Is the New Black. Yep. she has like a crazy story about a phone call or a, a ghost thing with a phone. But there's the other one. Maybe you can help me with his name because I can't remember. But I've watched it a few times. This. He's like a sports guy, which is why I don't know who he is. But I want to say he's like a sports announcer kind of person. Oh, my God. They they go on this tour of this college. They're seeing all this crazy shit. They're seeing ghosts left and right, whatever. And then I don't want to ruin it. People should watch that one. I love it. Um, but so let me ask you about when you were talking about Bubba Gump's story and you were saying you really believed him, how did you vet these celebrities? I mean, I'm sure there were celebrities that just wanted to be on TV. They maybe wanted to make something up. Like, did you talk to them and be like, what, what is your story here? Yeah, we, we had, um, we had a couple of people on our team and it was a very small team, very small um, until we got to some of the later seasons when A&E Networks was like, you know, do 40 <laughs> in the next form. You know, in the beginning, it was very, like it was like a five or six person team um, doing the show, which, you know, in TV terms is, is pretty small. But we had a couple of people. Um, I mean, we called them casting people, but they were in charge of of going out there, researching the stories, figuring out who was going to be on the show. But no one could come on the show until they did a pre-interview with mm-hmm. someone from our team. And, um, you know, it's a tricky balance because you want to be respectful and you don't ever want to tell a celebrity or their rep, hey, we don't we don't believe you. <laughs> you know, we don't believe, I mean, we you know, we wouldn't be able to book a lot of people if word got out that we were being rude. But I would say there were s- Sometimes, I mean, we took it very seriously because 
what's the one criticism of that could possibly come from the show? You know, except for a couple, we had a few bad wig experiences in the recreations. That's something my separate, favorite. But, but, I love the wigs. Yeah, but but besides wigs, the only thing that someone could really say is, well, they're making up this story, right? We and we look. That's going to naturally happen. But we didn't want that to become, you know, like the overall sort of you know, theme of, of the show. So we took it very seriously. And I would say there were, pro I couldn't tell you who it was, but there were probably a few celebrities where the team would come back to me and we would talk and they would say, kind of feels like they're, you know, they're, they're making up some of the details and, and, <laughs> and, and we would, you know, and we would get out of the interview by, you know, but just by saying, oh, we're not coming to LA that week or we have enough for this season or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is um, because again we 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 took it seriously um, and but you could also you know when you do so many when you do like I said I mean we did close to four hundred I did probably close to one hundred and fifty you know I could you know you know thirty seconds in like why they're there and I have to say that ninety five percent of the time the people who sat down with us who took especially in the beginning it still felt like a risk to sit down and tell your ghost story on tv it, it, you know it may be a little different now the world is more accepting people you know just are taking roles to, for you know for money and jobs and reality shows and all that stuff but in 2009 2010 it was still early in the genre that if people were sitting down and they knew that a lot of people were going to see the show they they took it pretty seriously. Yeah, you know? and I imagine that because of the show, that's probably why so many celebrities every once in a while you'll hear will tell a story in an interview or whatever. They they you made them feel more comfortable because yeah. I know that even to this day, and I think celebrities they're just you know they're people like everyone else and and people have all different kinds of stigmas or fears or whatever for whatever reason but i know a few very very famous people that i'm friends with personally that won't come on because they're afraid of what people will say they'll get judged it's it's a vulnerable thing and i've encountered that as well with people that haven't told their stories before that are just like i don't know if i should say this are people gonna like call me crazy are they gonna say i'm lying right. all of that so i get yeah. it when you have a public image and you know they're used to thinking about that yeah no and and you know and we we always wanted the show to be you know, a safe place for, you know, for people who mm -hmm. wanted to tell their go Because we realized early on, obviously, if we can't book celebrities for the show, the, sh the show's going away, right? We're, mm -hmm. we're, we're just not going to be able to do it. And so we wanted, you know, it's that fine line between that balance between getting, getting great stories, making sure that they get really intimate and open and get vulnerable. You know, it's a lot of people cried on the show. A lot of people just like let it all out. So we wanted to make it a place where people could get that vulnerable, but also that people walked away from the show and had a good experience so that, you know, they would recommend it to their friends. And it's funny, I think about there were a few celebrities who were on the show that had such great experiences that they literally 
like called all their celebrity friends. Oh, what a and, dream. And I'll tell I know, right? Especially, you know, for the show you do, right? I mean, that's like, that is the dream. And I can tell you, just off the top of my head, the two celebrities that probably booked the most other celebrities was Ileana Douglas. Yes, love her. And <laughs> Rebecca De Mornay. Oh, my God. So they would just, they would call, they would have your, uh, their friends reach out to you guys? Yeah. Or? No, it was literally like, because they would, they were in touch with our casting person, right? So they had a, a phone number. And then my casting person would call me the next day or a week later and say, this celeb, this celeb, this celeb just called, said they want to do the show because Rebecca De Mornay told them it's really fun to do the show. Wow. And it was, that's when we knew that some, you know, that it was working, right? Yeah. The, and the, the first season, you have no idea, right? Because you're making all these and you're doing it and you're hoping it's good. You have no idea. But by the end of the second season and then the third season, when celebrities were asking to be on the show. What a um, dream. That was, that was in- incredible. It really was. Really was. Yeah, that's like when the guy that created Celebrity Ghost Stories reaches out to you. That's when you're like, okay, I'm doing something right here. Exactly. You get it. Um, <laughs> so you do this pilot. You got Gina Gershon. Who else did you get? Okay. So we had four guests. It was Gina, Belinda Carlisle. Obsessed. Yeah. Go-Go's. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I was a teenager in the 80s. So, of course, you know, that was... Huge for me. Actually, the whole pie, you know, it, I mean, Gina was great because I had worked with Gina and so we, we trusted her and she's a great storyteller. But what was fu- great for me personally is that the three other guests were all people that I grew up with. So it was Belinda Carlisle. It was Ernie Hudson, one of the original Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. And Sammy Hagar um, from wow. Van Halen. <laughs> and I mean, like it was like my childhood sort of coming to life in the in this pilot. And, um, you know, they were all they were all great. And they all just told very different stories. So it was just one of those things like and, you know, it happens sometimes like it all just falls into place. Right. And it just it was all magical. They were all great. The stories were great. The recreations were really hard to do because we were just like, what are we like? What are we doing? And and like I said, we sort of made the decision that we were going to treat them like these little short horror films. But of course, we didn't have the budget to do that. So we're, you know, it's like 38 hour days and just everybody's pouring their soul into it because you just feel like it's going to be special. And and then it aired and it did really, really well. And they greenlit. I think our first season was nine or 10 episodes. Wow. Is it, well, and you know, another thing with booking too, when, when I have found once you have like some celebrities on that have done it, then you can, then you can also tell other people like, cause when, you know, you, yeah. t- they, they've never heard of your show and they're like, what is this? And then you can be like, well, Belinda Carlisle did it and Gina Gershon did it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. Then it must be pretty good. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. And what was great is that fairly early on in the first season, we were able to get a lot of different types of celebrities, right? Like we'd, We'd have Joan Rivers and uh, Carney Wilson, yes. like all, you know, we just, it was such a great, and Lisa Renna was one of the first people that we interviewed. Um, 
And so it was a nice variety. And then things started to get really exciting in the like season two when when people like um oh my god what's his name what's it? oh michael michael imperioli who was mm-hmm. on sopranos who was just on white lotus yes his chelsea uh, hotel story right so i've seen so, these all a million times know, i'm telling you this is, this is <laughs> it's like the greatest day of my life um <laughs> but you know when we started to book people like him like these legit actors like now it wasn't just and no offense to anyone who was on the show because I, I just I love them. And, you know, but like but now all of a sudden, like, you know, leg, like actual like, you know, actors in these huge shows and Sopranos and all these. Now they're coming on the show. It just it really felt like we had hit just a, a cool, you know, sort of credible moment. And that was exciting. And then eventually having people like Kesha and like like you know, just real stars from all these different genres. It was, it was so fulfilling. It really was. I remember, see, I thought that the pilot was Joan Rivers. I thought she was, was... she was celebrity one of episode one of season one, but not the pilot, the pilot, the pilot air. It was like a one-off special because they, because, you know, the network doesn't, they don't know if it's going to be a success. They don't know if they want to pour their money into you know, 10 episodes so that we did it as this one time special, which aired um, right around Halloween 2008. Perfect. And then it did well. And then they greenlit the 10 episodes. So Joan was I don't know if she was the first interview that we did, but she was she was like the biggest star of, you know, to, to lead off season one. So she was the number one on episode one. I think that first episode. Oh, my God. Who? I can't remember. And she was so serious. Very. Like, she was not joking about the Mrs. ghost Spencer. in her apartment. Mrs. Yes, Spencer. Mrs. Spencer. Yes. In in her $25 million apartment. It was like a <sighs> like a four-floor apartment on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. And and no, and that was the thing, again, another very fulfilling thing for me. And people would never think this, but some of most of my favorite interviewees on the show were actually comedians because oh, yeah. okay. if you could get a comedian to open up and get intimate and get emotional, you know, it's real, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I think about Joan. I mean, she cried. I think about, you know, um, Jeffrey Ross, who is the big roast master now. Right. And like, you know, just the, you know, like his whole, you know, it's just, it's all, it's, it's insults and comedy. Like that's his thing. And he's super popular. And, and, but he was, he was dead serious when he, when he came on. And so those were uh, Tom Arnold. I don't know if you remember his story about the pipe organ in his house. Yes. I remember growing up and he got super emotional and, and his story was, you know, that's one of those stories that was half ghost, but also half about childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. And Louis so, Anderson, rest in peace. I remember I him know. having a touching one. Um, yeah, because because there's a lot of people that. So I've reached out to so many people that I have seen on Celebrity Ghost Stories, and I've probably over the years I've probably had like 
maybe 20 or so. I'm not sure. That's but a lot. um there's well, yeah, I mean, considering how many are still alive, like, it's like a, kind of I a know. pretty Who good... haven't we killed off? <laughs> so I, um, uh, what was I going to say about that? Well, I, I'm, Roz, I want to be your booker. Can I? Oh can my I... God, what a We're... dream. Oh, We're what gonna... I was going to say was <laughs> watching, sometimes I would watch someone and I'm like, I love that person, but that story, I don't want to put them through that again mm. on my silly podcast where I'm laughing and having fun. Like some, like Jack K. Harry, I love so much. And hers was like really like traumatic. And I was just like, I don't want to, I don't want to ask her, you know. No, but, I under I understand. But you know, at the same time, I think some of these people find telling the story therapeutic. Now maybe they don't want to keep telling it over and over and they just I've had people it say that. I've that had people once. say to me, I told it on celebrity ghost stories, like I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And and again, it kind of going back to something I, I was saying before, I think some of the celebrities came to the show. In their head, it's kind of a reality show, and they just, they're going to tell the story and move on, and we're going to do a cute little recree. And then we sit down, and we dig in for, like, two and a half, three hours sometimes, because that's sometimes, sometimes it takes an hour before someone really is ready to open up, you know? And, and so it gets much, much deeper than some people think. And some people know what they're doing and they're fine with it. And other people are I, afterwards so surprised. Um, even someone like Carrie Fisher. Oof. I don't, do you remember her, her story? I mean, she, she had someone, her best friend died in her bed. Oh, my God. And yes. she tried to revive him. And then um, he came back. Um, and she, she, she bawled her eyes out for... 45 minutes straight. Wow. I mean, I never imagined it was going to go there. And, and and at the end, she said, I never imagined that that is where it was going. But I'm just, I'm so happy that I got it out. Oh, that's the, far from the end of that conversation. Don't you worry, baby. We'll be back next week with more Seth talking all about celebrity ghost stories and... The future of celebrity ghost stories and oh, I don't want to ruin it. Just, just, just you know, make sure you're subscribed to the show. Tell your friends about it. Watch celebrity ghost stories. It's streaming so many places. You have no reason not to watch it. I mean, there's so many different episodes. I say just start from the beginning. Not that you have to watch them in order, but that Joan Rivers one, mm, Chef's Kiss. Um, yeah, you know, rate the show five stars. This show, Ghosted. Yeah, and Celebrity Ghost Stories, of course, but Ghosted by Roz Hernandez. Rate it five stars wherever you can. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave a nice review. Leave a ghost story in a five-star review for me to read on the show. I'd love to have you on a, on a... I almost called it a celebrity ghost story. On a listener episode, which is basically my version of celebrity ghost stories here on the show. It kind of, oh my God, it kind of is because usually on celebrity ghost stories, they would have like four people telling ghost stories every episode. <gasps> okay. Come on a listener episode. Just 
you know, send me an email at ghostedbyraws at gmail.com, subject line listener episode, give me some bullet points, a sentence or two of all your different ghost stories. And, um, oh, my Patreon, the link is in the description of the show. I'm not posting currently on there, but there's a ton of stuff for you to enjoy. And I'm on Instagram at Roz Hernandez, TikTok and Twitter at It's Roz Hernandez. Okay, that's enough. I'll talk to you next week. More with Seth. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Brains Audio, a podcast network.